Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. It is the Real Estate 360 show. Yes. And who do I have sitting next to me? I am Mr. Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. And this is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable. And we are taking you from the show to the pro. And our topic today is a continuation of last week's, which is multifamily. Yeah, multifamily operations in particular, once you've got the deal. Yes. Right? But house cleaning or housekeeping. Listen, I want to thank everybody for listening. I love it. I love it. Everyone that has reached out to get the uh, multifamily checklist, you know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, You should have those. Anyone who uh, doesn't have one and wants the multifamily checklist, which is just a checklist of things that you need to ask for uh, when you're underwriting your deal or a potential deal for yourself. And uh, also thanks to everyone that has gone on, um, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, you know, and, you know, liked our, our podcast and listened to our radio show. Right. You know, so thank you. Thank you for engaging with us. We really appreciate it. We really love it. And they can watch our videos on the realestate360show.com That's site. Right. That's right. And also access our next seminar or any of our seminars for we that got one matter. of those coming up. Yes, we do. It is January the 18th. Uh, from 10 to 12 location you will find when you click on the button on our homepage. That's right. And uh, we are going to be talking about in that seminar, how to pay your bills as you're building wealth in real estate. So if you want to really, you know, dive deep into the real estate business and you want to know how do I survive, you know, while I'm trying to build equity and values and cash flow and all those things. How do I make a living? Yeah. You know, that's what we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, just to touch on that, I always, uh, having been around the country as we have and meet all these people, it doesn't matter where they are, Yeah, uh, from New York to California and everything in between, everyone has the same, not, not exactly the same goal, but, you know, people want to make six figures. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. How do we make a hundred thousand dollars a year? How can we get to that? You know, if they're not there and if they are there, they always, you know, it's what's next, what's next, what's next. But for the vast majority of people that we are talking to when we're out there on the road are people that are trying to get to that. That's their, like their first step. You know, how do we make a hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah. Well, in this event on the 18th, that's what, exactly what we're going to talk about because you, you want to create wealth, but you have to create an income. Absolutely. And you know, the cool thing about real estate and what keeps me, you know, totally interested in it always is there are multiple ways to create a hundred thousand dollars a year. So if you're really good at searching out and finding values, there's a way for you to make a hundred thousand doing that. If you like to do rental properties, maybe not just your straight rentals, maybe Airbnb or maybe your regular rentals, mm-hmm. or maybe you, you want to do lease options mm-hmm. or there's just tons of ways to do this. And, and we're going to cover it, that. Yeah. We're going to go through all that because you can do it. And right. it, it all boils down to making $8,333 and 33 cents a month, except for one month, you have to make $8,333 and 34 cents to actually 
break that six figure mark. <laughs> so you got to really stretch that one month. Yeah, so. that's 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 the that's the that's you know you've really done something when you uh, <laughs> right. that month. That, that, but it matters, right? If you actually want to make it, you know, just like you know, we've got uh, young Cody that we work with, right? Yes. Oh my god. You gosh. know, young Cody had, you know, he he'll tell people. Hey, I had my first hundred thousand dollar month. I had my first hundred thousand. He made ninety eight thousand dollars on this, you know, on, on a that, month. In, in a month. He made ninety eight thousand in one month. He didn't quite make his hundred thousand dollar mark, but in his mind, he, he made it. Oh he was, yeah, I know, call that close enough. That's right. You know, and then he come, we come right back around the very next month, and he doubled it. Really, he more than doubled it. So he he more than doubled his ninety eight thousand. So he made over two hundred thousand. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so. and that was uh, in I believe uh, November. That's amazing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And he's new. He is new. This is his first year. Yeah, he, he hasn't even completed his first year yet. His first year won't be up until next month, February. You know, we've got a we got a various number of students, and you know, some of them have made quote unquote made a decision, but really haven't taken too much action, or they're they're dragging their feet a little bit yeah. here and there. You know, I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Cody's not that guy. No, he's not that guy. He made a decision and he jumped in full force, <laughs> and he doesn't play around. No. You know, he's there to to make a big success for himself, and that's exactly what he's doing for himself and his family. And that's all it is: is getting some information. He does he know everything? He doesn't know. He knows how to do two things. Out of all the lists <laughs> that we're going to go over on January the eighteenth, he knows two things. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Well, technically three, but we had recently walked him through that third one, and that was the uh, subject too. He doesn't know how to, that yet. No, no, he's not really there yet. He still needs a little bit of help with that. But that, I mean, he'll have that in no time at all. But he's been using simply two, just two techniques. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's what it's done for him. But like you said, he he made a decision. He committed to being successful, and right. and he also committed to making sure that he put other successful people in his immediate circle. However, that plays out you know he's constantly wanting to meet with us and uh of course we're working with him now so it's it's totally different but what he's getting from us at this point is basically you know not just how to do more but how to scale it right exactly so and and that's just a big plus because we're not the internet guys you know we're not the guys that are going to tell you how to you know wholesale from oregon all around the country no not really (laughs) we're not those guys you know we're we're guys that are actually building businesses, creating relationships with people and helping them achieve their goals as, as we achieve ours. Exactly. Going down, you know, so that's, uh, and really that's what it's all about. That, that's what it, that's what it really all about. I'm on board with that. You know? you know, so you can't listen. If you're the only one at the table that can afford to pay for dinner, you know, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know that's I mean, for sure. you're doing something wrong. You've got to help other people achieve their goals you know, because we know what we want to do as individuals. We know what we want to do. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we know that we can't get to the next level without a little bit of help. Man, we need all the help we can get. That's right. And, uh, but we're also pretty good at recognizing where we can bring people in and who to bring in and managing the resources. Yeah. yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. And, and also understanding that it's, this constantly evolving organism, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always changing, you know, it just is what it is. And if you see the greatness in someone and they don't see it in themselves, we can't push them. 
you can't push them to be that person that you see them to be. Right. You know, because they can't do it until they're ready. Bottom line. That's exactly right, you know. Bottom line. So now, is young Cody's, is his goal for next month to make $100,000? No, Cody's goal now is, he, or, he or realized. Actually, $100,000 for the year? No, Cody, no. Has, <laughs> Cody has realized that once when he set a goal, yeah, he surpassed it every time. Right. So now instead, his first goal was to make 25000 a month. Okay. That's a good goal. You know, it took him a few months, but he, he just blew past that at mm. that 98, right? But that was his goal. He, he did it a few months. He fell short a couple months. But, you know, on average, he did it and then some on average. But he wants to do that every month. But then he hit the 98, and he said, There's, I, can do, I can do 50 a month. And I'm like, well, why not just do 100? Yeah, really. You know? And then when he did the 213. Wow, that's good. That's a good he month. said, you know what? I realize now that I'm my goals aren't big enough. Mm. So he has a goal to do a half a million dollars a month. That's amazing. Now, is he going to hit that? Well, Maybe. He, he probably will because right. you just said he always, you know, he hey, supersedes his. If you don't ask for it, you're never going to get it. So what if he <laughs> fails miserably and only makes 400000 Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> or, or what if he just does the same as he's done before? Maybe he makes a hundred or two. Yeah. You know, these are real numbers. I mean, now we're talking about making seven figures a year here. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and he's doing it in a, in what is typically a slow time and, and a small market. Yeah. And we yeah. can't say where that is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I digress. So January 18th, these are the things that we're going to be talking about. I know we've we've spent a good bit of time talking about that here uh, in our first every segment. second. You yeah. know, <laughs> at least from our point of view, I'm, I'm excited, sure. man. What are we going to be? I can't wait to get to this seminar. That's right. You know, I mean, listen, right now is the time that everyone is, you know, they've got their New Year's resolutions. You know, they're getting ready to do their taxes. If they haven't gotten them already done and submitted, they're just waiting to get that check to do whatever they're going to do with it. Yeah. I suggest that you invest some of it, maybe pay down some debt, you know, a little of that stuff. You know, uh, there's plenty of time to party later on. You know, don't go buying cars. No. You know, do the right things with this money that you're going to get back. Invest in yourself. Take advantage of this new year, this new energy. And, and do something for yourself that will not only help you, but help your family, you know, your children, your bloodline, your legacy, you know, start to build those things. Now's yeah. the time. Let's talk about uh, uh, that more a little bit on percentages of income and distribution, where you should do with that after the break. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D.
Okay, it's Real Estate 360 Show. Steve Conley, we're back. We are back. We are back. I am Jason O. Miles, as Steve has <laughs> just eloquently pointed out. <laughs> hey, if I'm introducing myself, you need to introduce yourself again. But listen, before that break, uh, I said I said something about, you know, how should people allocate their money? And, you know, you were talking about education in particular. Yes. And a lot of the old guys that I listened to as I was coming up through this, and, you know, I'd go to all the the seminars I could afford or I could get in for free or whatever, you know, or, yeah. or like ours for 20 bucks, you know? Um, and what I kept hearing a lot was, okay, out of a hundred percent of what your income is, take 10% and give it away. Mm-hmm. Take 10% and save it and take 10% and reinvest it in yourself in education. That still leaves you 70% to live on, spend, you know, buy groceries, pay taxes, pay, pay taxes, <laughs> you know, all that. And, uh, and, and if you do that, then you'll have a well-balanced uh, life. Yeah. One of the things that I put in there is 10% for entertainment as well. Okay. Uh, and I do that because listen, if you don't enjoy it, why well, have that come into 70%? Or do you want a specific 10%? Well, yeah, just for entertainment. Now, you know, okay. I, I'm a family man. I like man. that. I yeah. like it. I'm a family man, so I like to do stuff with the children. Right. So, you know, if I make $3,000, you know, not not in every case, of course, right? You know, because, you know, we have some pretty good months. I'm definitely not taking 10% of that right. to spend on entertainment. You know, entertainment. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, but for a realistic number, right, if I make... $5,000 a month. Right. You know, I may not take, I may not use the whole 10%, but I'm going to do stuff with the children. I like to, you know, take them out to a decent place to eat or, yeah. you know, and it's not always, I mean, sometimes we're just going to the dog park and having ice cream, you know, it, it could be whatever, but I like to be pretty consistent with it and not have to worry about, you know, how we're going to cover this. So I, I budgeted for it when I was right. coming up, you know, I budgeted for those things because, you know, if you don't take time out for yourself and your family, even when you're trying to get it, you turn into this, this beast, you know, this workaholic, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just not who you want to be. And it's really easy to fall into that w- rut of just working, 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 working because you want to get ahead or achieve a goal. Yeah. And that's fine sometimes, but you can't be like that all the time. You have to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, and if you do that all the time, then, you know, your kids stop talking to you. Yeah. Your wife stops talking to you, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, you get up and you go to work and you go to bed and that's it. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know? you're watching your children do things. You, you're you like, well, when when did they start doing that or why? You yeah. Know? You got to be there. You got to be there. That's right. So, um, and, and that's just what that is. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're investing in yourself, paying down some debt, but invest in yourself. In so your you're future. you only have sixty percent now to live on. Is that right? I'm because I'm not. I'm less than that, that after taxes. Less than that after taxes. Right. So call it fifty forty eight percent or forty percent or depending on whether or not you own multifamily or not, <laughs> then you can kind of wipe the taxes out. Right. That's right. I mean, you're not gonna you, once you've taken care of your your life. You know, the rest is just icing on the cake, but it's really, it all boils down to time and money management, time and money management, because we all have the same 24 hours. 
Yeah. You know, and there are people that are extremely productive in those 24 hours. And then there are people that aren't and they don't achieve their goals. And that is a choice. And it's something that most people have to actually work on. You know, it's not enough to just make up your mind. You have to follow that up with action. You have to do it. You know, the time management part of it is can be pretty simple. If you really just, if one just focuses on doing the things that matter, because mm. I've fallen into the trap of r- looking at my emails, you know, way too much, <laughs> you know, most, for most people it's for it. Facebook or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I, Facebook is not my problem. That's right. <laughs> so, but, you know, I said, wow, why am I looking at these emails again? You know, what am I looking for here? You know, I mean, I've, I've checked them like five times. That's enough, you know, stop. Yeah. And um, so all I, what I do is I make, I, I do a T-chart most every day. On this side are the things that I'm going to do. And on the other side are the things that are on my list. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I've actually appointed the universe to take care of them for me. Right. You know, so you, you over there handle that and I'll do these and you'll be amazed at how many of the things on the right side of that chart, the universe is supposed to handle how many of those get done. Yeah. And it's, I mean, really we can go on and on on that. Yeah, we could. Because uh, that is the absolute truth. You just, you know it has to get done somehow, some way it's going to get done. You know that's going to be the case. But you have to prioritize and do the things you know need to be done first. Right. And for some people, they feel like, well, they put this on the back burner. What's well, That's not the case at all because a priority, I mean, we, you and I, do a lot of stuff together. Yeah. You know, and. And we you do a got, lot of stuff together hmm. separately. Right, exactly. <laughs> but <clears throat> we prioritize the things that we have to do. Sometimes we do have to drop everything and be like, okay, Steve, Miles, we got a shoulder to shoulder, got to handle this situation. Right. You know, and then everything else slides to the side because it's that important, Mm. you know, and then there are situations where Steve might have to do something else. And then something that I thought was important got pushed to the back, but we know we have time and vice versa. That happens. It's not not a one way street, but we communicate that stuff too, Mm. you know, Sometimes we forget a thing here or there. Yes, but no. I mean, there's like a million things to do, right? <laughs> so um, we we uh, we do everything we can to make sure that everything gets done on a daily and weekly basis, and we we work very diligently to achieve our monthly and quarterly as well as annual goals, which for the past three years we've surpassed. Oh yeah, you know we've surpassed, and uh, you know, and next year's goals. Or this year's goals, I Coming should say. Coming up for 20. Yeah, yeah this year's. Well, that's right. Because <laughs> how many people are still writing 19 on their on, on their um, paperwork, whether it's a check or an application? About so a week ago, I wrote 2020 on something, and I said, oh, wow, how about that? That's you right. Know, that's was, right. Oh, it was a lease. That's what it was. <laughs> a new lease for one of our new tenants. So speaking of that. Yes. As an operator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you are you are now an effective multifamily operator. I'm it's getting one of, there. It's one of your your badges. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, t- how is that going for you? I mean, what do you what do you what are your what are your likes and dislikes? Where do you see the pitfalls and and what do you do to overcome those things? What are you seeing in that space as an operator? You've you've gone through the whole process of finding it and closing it. We've done that. Right. Now it's operations time. 
Well, as I mentioned in, in the last <clears throat> show, uh, we went through two real estate company property management, professional property management people, and they both quit because they couldn't handle this particular property. They you know, can't handle bad. the truth. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, t- you know, three weeks into after the last one quit, it was like, oh, I had a, I had an epiphany, a realization that I'm the manager, you know, of this property. So I said, okay, what do I do? You know, I've got, I mean, we're talking about a really challenging property. If a, if a professional real estate company resigns because they just don't want to handle it because right. it's taking up so much of their time, right? you know, where, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. But, but I think that's the benefit too. I mean, we knew what we were buying. Somewhat. You know? Yeah. Somewhat. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that, we didn't know it was as bad in, in terms of the tenants. In the terms of the yeah. tenants, I mean, we we knew from from a uh, renovation standpoint what we were facing. Yes, uh, but the tenant base was something else after we actually acquired it. I mean, it was, you know, it went from a seemingly quiet community. Uh, uh, of course, we knew that there were some issues. Yeah, but seemingly quiet to just this loud, you know, just cowbell. <laughs> you know, it's just. That's constantly, you know, it's like your neighbor's just beating the cowbell just 24 hours a day. There's just always something going on over there. Well, the big challenge there was the amount of communication coming from our apartment building, going to the realtors. Like, we had one lady that would call them two or three times every day. Yeah, but I think our tenants at that point, of course, they know what's going on. Sure. You know, they know exactly what's going on. But I believe at that point, this for a lot of them was an opportunity to wiggle out of Paying you know, some rent, paying some rent, or 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 catching up, or whatever it was. I think this was their opportunity uh, to start, you know, forcing someone else to make repairs, which we were going to do anyway. Yeah, and we're doing, but um, this was their way to kind of test the boundaries. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like a bunch of kids down there, you know, like, <laughs> look, I can walk all the way over here, and yeah. you're not going to say anything, but. Um, so to answer your question really was I had to just go down there and start really talking to the people mm-hmm. and find out what was going on. I just went door to door down at these apartments. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of heard the same story over and over again, which is what you were just talking about. Well, we didn't know who to pay. So we're not paying anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, okay, great. Um, and the first time I went and did that out of the, 25 or so people that were residents there. I, I won't say, you know, active tenants that were paying or anything because they weren't. I had one guy actually pay pay something. Mm. One. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> one person. You called me and we were like, we got a check. <laughs> hey, but let's take a quick break and come oh. back. Yes, let's do <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. We do home innovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services. 
All right, we are back. We are back, and thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you guys listening. So, Steve, we're talking about operating and what it means to actually be an operator, some of the pitfalls, and, you know, we're giving probably probably the best example of the worst possible scenario. Most likely. (laughs) I mean, there may be something worse, but I haven't encountered it because at this property we had confused tenants. We had management companies that had – Two of them that had quit, so they kind of, sort of, really didn't know who to pay. Really, yeah. plus there was a lot of mismanagement on on the property already. Tons of mismanagement from the previous owners. You know, deferred maintenance. You know, anything and everything you can imagine is a problem. All the way from uh, malfunctioning appliances to rats. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's t- it was challenging. So, very challenging. I got to touch on this for a second. Okay? Yes. Because that's something that was totally unforeseen. Yes. Okay. Which, which so thing? The the rats. Yes, it was. So this is something you guys have to have to really be. You got to be okay with the unknown. You know, you can't freak out. You just have to deal with it, right? This was a situation where uh, every apartment complex that you go to, you're always going to see that they treat for rodents. You know, they've got those little black boxes out there. You know, it's a it's a preventative thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular property had an infestation of bees because the bushes were so overgrown. And, and that's what we focused on. Our focus was on getting rid of those bees. Oh, there's still, there's some are back. So I'm just letting you know, yeah. you know, and I've got a document <laughs> on here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's the, that was the biggest thing. So as the weather changed, rats literally came. I mean, it was biblical. Truly biblical. I have not seen one yet. So I'm taking your word for it. Oh my goodness. They were they were all over the buildings. Oh my god. I mean they were in the ceiling. They were in the walls. They were absolutely everywhere. They were outside. Now I don't I, I don't know, you know, rat culture. But uh <laughs> okay. you know, I do know that when it gets cold, everything wants to be warm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it got cold and they went straight to the building. So it forced us to obviously handle this issue. We had tenants calling us. You know, I mean, I can give you some pretty ugly, ugly scenarios, uh, things that happened to our tenants. I got several of those calls. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, it was our job to hurry up and get pest control out there to, you know, eradicate this issue, which is an ongoing thing. But now, for the most part, it seems to be under control, uh, although we still have, you know, work to do. we got a couple more months of... Getting yeah. that stuff under control. Yeah, it'll take a couple more months. It's not an overnight thing, but it was literally biblical because they came out of nowhere, seemingly, and they were just there. Yeah, man. Oh my. I mean, God. just think of the movie, any movie with man. a lot of them running around. Willard, whatever. It was. It was. It was pretty yucky, but it was unexpected. Yeah, it was an unexpected expense. You know, it's just everything about it was unexpected, and and you cannot have people living. <laughs> in conditions like that. So you've got to bust your hump to get to get that rectified as soon as possible. What, like, literally by any means necessary. Because Absolutely. it was biblical. And I am not exaggerating. Was it biblical? <laughs> it was biblical. It was a plague. <laughs> oh, it was a plague. Oh, my God. You know. Well, you know, the other thing that surprised me at that particular building uh, was the... 14 or 15 year olds with pistols. Yeah. You know, but you're going to have, you know, those are, that is because of poor screening from the previous owner and it, and it turned into a situation where it's now 
our responsibility right. to find ways to, to get rid of them. And, and you have to get rid of them. I don't mean to, to make it, I do mean to make it sound that harsh because they have You've to got, go. They have to go. Right. Man. They have to go. You can't have that kind of activity. Yeah. And any, no one wants to be around that. No mm-hmm. one wants to be around stuff like that. And these, this particular situation with this particular family um, was obviously something that the owner, they, they could not have gone through these people's uh, they, they probably didn't do any screening. No, none, previous, none whatsoever. Previous owners, they none just whatsoever. Collected some money, and that was yeah. It. But then it took. It was. It, it was our responsibility at that point to go through the legal motions to get them out, writing the letters, giving them the warnings, waiting the time. You yeah. know, all, and it didn't hurt that they uh, didn't pay their rent. Didn't pay their rent. You know <laughs> what I'm right. saying? That kind of expedited everything. Yeah. But it, it, and then you know, it just made it easier for us to get rid of them in their own choices in their life really were what pushed, you know, pushed them out. Yes. You know, so, but we've got to watch for those things as operators. Mm. And when we, we have to listen to our tenants, we have to pay attention to what's going on on our properties. And the larger you get as an operator, you're not going to be able to be at those properties. So you're going to have to have people boots on the ground that, that you trust, whether it's a property management company whether it's a maintenance person that's on, you know, somebody that's on site. And you're always going to have the the lady who knows everything that's going on. Oh, that's there, right. Right? I mean, it's always. Mrs. Kravitz. Yeah. You're going to have witched. her. You're going to have her. <laughs> Can't put anything better. Something going on over there. I don't know what it <laughs> right. is. But, but we need that. We, you know, we really do. We want, those are the kind of people that help. Even though we we joke about people like that, the nosy neighbor, but those are the kind of people that really help communities thrive, and and be safe. Right. You know. So I don't I don't mind it at all. I probably would if I if I was the recipient of the nosiness. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, we have one guy there in, in that particular property that keeps me informed. Yeah. Um, he's also somewhat of our maintenance guy now. Yeah. As I've gotten to know him, he's all. He, by the way, he's the guy that paid the, the paid me on that first trip. He's the only one. Yeah. His his girlfriend, wife, or whatever was just mouthing off totally, hundred percent for like thirty minutes. And so I'm standing there just you know, absorbing all, listening to this. And then he said, "Now, now, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. This this man's here to collect the rent. That's what he. That's what he's here for." And and I said. That's, I'm just here to find out what who's going to pay the rent and who's going to who wants to stay here and who wants to go. Yeah, that's it, you know. And he said, "Well, I want we want to stay, and we can give you this amount right now." And I said, "Fine, let's do that." And and I went around to the whole place, and most of it was, "No, we're not going. We don't know who you are, and we're not doing anything." I said, "Okay, great. Yep. That's all I need to know." Yep. So now I can go do what I do next, which is write a letter and then file a dispossessory, <laughs> and then, that's right. It's amazing, you know. I've been at this for now about six weeks, and people are calling me saying, "Mr. Steve, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. how do what do we need to do to stay here?" Because they've seen people with U-Hauls backed up and moving out, That's right? Because they have to. That's you right. Know? That's right. It's either that or the the sheriff is going to be there with the team, and we're going to be. And those stuff. sheriffs literally throw it in the courtyard. Oh, totally. Throw their stuff right in the courtyard. 
Absolutely. You know, no, so like, uh, I, I want it. I don't want it in the courtyard. So I'm going to bring our own team. We're going to move it all the way out to the curb. That's right. That's which is right. where it needs to be. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of coming around in pretty quick. Actually. So, so that uh, brings up another question. Yeah. So in interviewing the property management companies, yes. the property management companies had their own way of doing business. Uh, their recommendations of how to do business in this particular community, mm-hmm. you know, telling us that there are things that we have to do, that we have to accept uh, in, in order to maintain a certain level of occupancy in that property. And from my experience, that's just not the case. Are you talking about maybe being a little lenient when it comes to collection of rents? Yes. That's true. That's what uh, at least one of our property managers was saying that we should do. And, and I kind of agreed with him at first, but now that I'm actually doing it, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that at all. Absolutely. Because we're looking at the people on a, on a regular basis. Yes. And we see their ability to pay. Right. And we see the ones that are unwilling to pay. And it's the ones that are unwilling to pay that want to piece you your rent, piece you your rent. And every time you accept it, every time you accept a partial payment, the clock starts over. Right. In terms of when it's time to get to, to file the dispossessory, right? So, <clears throat> if you accept the payment, if you accept during the, payment, the dispossessory, then you have to refile. Well, even if even if they're if they're late, if you accept if their pay if their rent is five hundred bucks and they give you a check for two hundred bucks today, yeah. on the you know on the fifteenth, right. let's say, well, you can't do anything until the fifteenth of sixteenth of next month. Oh no, that's not true. Okay. No, I was talking to our, our attorney down there and he said, uh, you can get, all you have to do is give them notice. Right. And then you can go file the dispossessory the next day, the Mm. next day. That's amazing. That is amazing. It is. And I said, what does that notice mean? He said, well, it can be verbal. It can be written. It can be anything you want it to be. And you know what? You bring up another great point. Yeah. That point is understand the legal parameters Mm -hmm. around what it is you're doing. Yeah. Because how things are in one city or county are different, are totally different. It's not like a statewide law. Mm -mm. Certain things are, but certain things aren't. So it's important for you as an operator to understand what your rights are Mm -hmm. and how you need to operate. And this, this is really, this was great information for me because now I'm, I feel like I'm can be a little more flexible with the tenants. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm put together a plan for one yesterday. I said, what can you do now? And they said, I can do, we can do 400 now and 400 a week until we get caught up. So I can say yes to that. And knowing that if they don't follow through the, the minute they don't follow through, I can call them yeah. and say, Hey, you're not following through and write that down and keep a log and file dispossession the next day. Yeah. I'm not likely to do that, but, if they're you know putting forth a great effort like that, then I'm going to say, okay, what well, what what do we do now? Yeah, and go from there, you know. So, so but getting back to the the initial point, the information that we received, or the not the information, but the recommendations, right, in terms of how we should operate, uh, that we received, really don't look like uh, it's not a it's viable a matter of priorities for our tenants, and we want our rent payment mm-hmm. to us 
to be their number one priority. Right. And screening is going to help us with that. It will help us a ton if living there is important to them. Amen to that. But let's take a break on that note. All right. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Welcome back, Real Estate 360 show, where we take you from this show to the pro. Every day, every day. Yeah, man. So we're just laughing, having a good time here in the studio and uh, and talking about tenant issues and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, the operations factor of the multifamily space is important. I mean, it is one thing to underwrite the deals. That's obviously very important. It is another thing to be an effective operator. Right. You know, you are not a landlord. You are an operator. And and even with this particular property that we're talking about now, this is a temporary situation for you. Absolutely. It's going to be temporary. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. This is all a matter of straightening out all the problems. You know, we get rid of all of the quote unquote bad eggs and we're leasing it up with tenants that are yeah. uh, qualified mm-hmm. at the increased uh, rent value as we're doing those renovations and we're doing this particular property as a, a three building uh, property. Right. Three, uh, so we have 24 units, the first building that we're cleaning up, renovating uh, and putting new tenants in. Yeah. We've done major plumbing over there because you know, if it's not going out, there's no point in fixing the, you know, the units. That's right. If you know what I'm talking about. So uh, the drain lines were, were, were bad shape. So we've, we've done that. We, now we're, we're working on refreshing the units and mm-hmm. then redoing a number of those. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, all that means higher rent. That's right. And that's the whole name of this game. That's right. Really. And we'll be able to, in short time, maybe by the end of the month, mm-hmm. um, put, property management over that building as we move into, you know, the, the second building to get that done. And what we've learned from our tenant base is exactly how we need to operate with them. So that's something that we make sure our property management partner. Yes. Clearly understands because right. The recommendations, even though the recommendations that they gave us, weren't the best. They're probably the best qualified company in that area for us to work with. Mm -hmm. But because of what you've done and set parameters for the tenants, set a clear understanding of what's going to have to happen and how, right. And they're operating that way. And everyone that's new that's coming in is going to operate under those same terms. And when they, when they understand what we want, it makes it easy for them to do that. Right. So I sat down with this latest tenant and I said, you know, we're, we're pretty easy to work with on pretty much everything except for one thing. And that is the rent payment. The rent is due on the first and there's a grace period in there for whatever mailing, you know, for till the fifth on the sixth, we're going to charge you 10%. Mm-hmm. That's 
50 bucks. If mm-hmm. you want to, you know, we don't really want that. We want you to pay on the first. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay by the 10th, we're going to go file a dispossessory. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that just like that. Yep. Cut and dry. Yes. Just and, cut and dry. And she, and she said, well, I, I get it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do this, this, and this. She said, and, and I, you know, I like to know what's in their mind for the future. So I said, can you afford this? Mm-hmm. I just asked her, I said, can you afford this place? She said, oh yeah. She said, I'm going to be getting a tax refund check back mm-hmm. um, in January. And I'm going to be paying you six months in advance. Yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> that in some of the places that we're buying and renting or anyone, you can't go by that old rule of thumb, three times the rent. No. You, know, you got to earn three times the rent, three times the rent, even when you come down to a 500 or $600 price point because of who you're renting to. Okay? You're not renting to, you know, the office professional. Right. Right? At five or $600 a month in a, you know, C-minus building. Right. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're, you're not. So you have to be cognizant of that. I mean, the vast majority of the people that are staying in those places are either going to be retired, living on a fixed income, a very moderate, a moderate fixed income, or they're working jobs that are low paying, you know, part-time employees at McDonald's or, you know, whatever the case. I mean, that's who our tenant base is in those properties. So we have to keep that in mind. I mean, these folks may only make 300 bucks a week, Mm -hmm. you know, and, Gross, right? In a lot of cases, yeah. So, you know, you have to take into account what they earn, but it can't be three times. So, it, it really, and again, it boils all the way down to your screening process and the criteria that you set forth. You know, you lay this criteria down. And say, okay, maybe you only want them to make twice the rent. You know, I understand why. Places want three times the rent. I get it. And you're saying, that, well, 500 bucks. I mean, $1,500, they should be able to do that. People would be surprised at the number of people that are living well under the poverty line. I know. It's amazing. You know, and, and when you look at it for one individual, for one human being, that number is staggeringly low. But then when you couple that with the fact that this one human may have a child or two. Right. You know, the, the poverty line, I mean, it, it is a real, real situation. And we all know about the difficulty today with affordable housing. You know, what they call affordable housing, it's not really affordable housing. What they call workforce housing, yeah, you, you have chefs and waiters and waitresses and secretaries and, you know, lawyers and all these different type of professions that are renting out these A and B class buildings, uh, units, paying enormous amounts of money to live there. Right. Right. That's technically a working force, but that's the upper end of the working force. You yeah, know, you still not have the Walmart greeters. Exactly. Eight, six, seven, eight. I don't know what they try, pay. $8 an hour. I, I, I drove by a Wendy's and they were advertising nine fifty an hour. Yeah. You know, and a big sign. I think that's a good thing. I don't know, but I, 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 I mean, even at 40 hours a week. That's 1600 a month. Not roughly. even. Yeah, that, you know, exactly. And that's the gross. That's right. Yeah. You know, and then they're going to take taxes, which at that point I think is somewhere around 18%, you know, 16 18%, somewhere in there, of that number. Yeah. You know, so we're talking about bringing home, you know, 1300 bucks. Yeah, that's but right. That's take home. So you've got to travel. 
pay utilities, rent, food. Yeah. And if you have children, you're done. I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're living on a very, very tight budget. So the point I'm trying to make there is, you know, affordable housing is extremely significant all around the country. Yeah. And one of the things that we're doing is we're buying C-class buildings and we're creating communities that can afford to live in a, in a decent place. You know, it's not going to have granite countertops. No, it's not going to have, you know, hardwood floors, but we might have an executive lighting package <laughs> yeah. that uh, we can put in there. Uh, that's right. You know, the builder's great, <laughs> that's right. but it, it's, it's, it's quality. It's quality living for what it is. Yeah. And, and we want to provide, you know, a, a nice, clean, safe, you know, rat free yeah, yeah. environment. Uh, for people to live in and uh, and and be happy to pull up to and know that when they walk in, you know, their appliances work, their heaters work, and everything. They're safe and and um, they're un uh, unencumbered that way. You know, that's right. Mentally, that's right. And but it, again, it goes back to how we want to operate and, mm-hmm. and how we want to be how we want to do our business, not even how we want to be perceived by the tenants. We want them to know that we're coming in and changing things for the better. Yeah. You know, we want them to know that we're, we're here for them to address their, their issues and concerns. And once we work through all of that, like we stated earlier, it is a very clear line. It's, it's very, it's very clear in terms of what, what, what we want and what they expect. And we're not a government housing opportunity. Correct. We're just not, and we and we don't really have. A, um, it's a business. Yeah. It's that's it. It's just a business for us. We're going to do it in in a very professional way, so the tenants benefit. That's correct. And so we need to benefit from just you know, doing what they said they would do, which is pay the rent. That's, that's it. Right. That's all. All we want to do. That's all we want. If it's do. simple, and if you just do that, and and. Operate from a common sense perspective. Yeah. But you also have to keep the law in mind because sometimes the two don't coincide with one another. Right. But uh, be just be a human. You know, just be a human and say, listen, if I was living here, what 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 what, what would I want or what would I not want? Yeah. You know, uh, and then you just go from there and you start providing those things and you can't go overboard either. You know, you, you we've seen that as well. You know, we've seen people over-renovate. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've seen people spend entirely too much money on, on certain things. Uh, you just, you simply cannot do that. We were about to, we were kind of sort of thinking about doing that at this particular property, a little bit overboard, a little bit, slightly, yeah, slightly, slightly, but it, it was hard not to look at that and say, all right, yeah, we kind of got to do something here. I know, you I- know, let's, let's offer something. But you'd be surprised at what you can offer yeah. uh, people because they were paying to live in absolutely deplorable conditions they before were. we bought it. Yeah. And they were paying to live there. Well, some of them were. <laughs> right, paying. some of them. <laughs> some of them were. And, that, and that's just what it takes, man. We want to make sure that we're uh, providing a good opportunity for them to do what they need to do. But as an operator, Steve, uh, you – have learned in a very short period of time how to clean up a mess. Yeah. How to how to record that mess and set processes in place that you can now 
dictate to whoever is hired to be that manager in the coming months. I've really learned a lot. And, and I, now I, I have an understanding that I didn't have, you know, six, eight weeks ago, really. And, uh, just listening to the, the people and, and like you said, doing common sense stuff, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, let's give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. We all know, you know, they're trying to scoot on not paying some rent. You know, I get that. But, um, I said, okay, look, let's just straighten things out. You, this is how much you owe. I'm not going to charge you late fee, but January 1st, things right. are going to be different. That's right. Now, listen, January 18th, you got to go. You got to come and check us out. Yes. Go to realestate360show.com. Get to the event. You're not going to want to miss it. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, communicate with us. Subscribe, like, love. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later, Steve.